I have to tell the people about the Patreon. Yes, you do. Patreon.com slash SMDB. SMDB, like so many damn books. For just a dollar, you can join up and you get access to all the exclusive content that I record just for the Patreon. Also, you get to join the book club. The So Many Damn Books book club. It's been some of the best conversations I've had about books. It really always sounds like a blast. I usually like come home and just hear like giggles coming from the library. So it's a great time. You should join. And I would love to have more people join the fray. You may or may not know that Christopher runs this whole show himself on the hosting side, on the technical side, everything. This is a one-man show, truly. He does it all. Support your boy Christopher. Even at the dollar level really helps. So uh, join up patreon.com slash smdb i'd love to have you patreon.com slash smdb on with the show lasagna hog feels like also a good fake metal band name yeah Mm. like a like when the darkness was around that like fake hair metal revival situation um i think there's one in there egad alas a salad age So many, so many, so many damn books. Hello, and welcome to So Many Damn Books. I'm Christopher. I'm Drew. Milan here. And Milan. I'm so excited. (laughs) This is Milan Bozek. He is the senior art director at HarperCollins. Yep. And you are a... So we'll get into what all of that might mean um, in a minute. We're very excited because we usually have authors on the show. And it's very exciting to have someone at a different stage in the book process. Yeah. Especially one who we both adore as much yeah. as we, we do you. Yeah. So many covers. Looking at just looking at some of the stuff that you, on yeah. your website, I'm just realizing like, wow, I know like 80% of these books. It's incredible. <laughs> I need to edit that website down. It's <laughs> overwhelming and embarrassing at times. <laughs> but yes, you are the senior art director at HarperCollins. I really like on, on your website that your um, bio is just he lives, comma, with his family. Yeah. I like that. Um, but Can I want to tell you about this drink. It. Which I'm calling lorem ipsum. Um, because that's filler text when you don't know what something is going to be yet. <laughs> and so this is, um, this, the base of this is never sink gin which is a gin derived from New York apples, mm. which is why it has a very like different gin flavor. It's the first gin that I've ever had in a long time. Not ever had, but first gin in a long time I've had that I could just sip on ice. It's so good. But I have added things to it. It's got Aperol and then honey, rose water, syrup, um, and lime. And I've shaken that up and put it over ice with a lime wedge. And I'm very pleased with this cocktail. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yummy, refreshing one. Yeah, it's pretty pretty refreshing. Different direction than I originally wanted to go with the cocktail, but I'm I'm pleased with it. <laughs> it's very uh, welcoming on a clammy, warm, surprisingly warm day. Yeah, it's yeah. weirdly warm out. I dressed so poorly for the weather today. I feel like everybody did. Yeah. Nice day to talk about books. Yeah, maybe we should talk about what'd you buy. Sure. You, you go. To, uh, okay. Um, two. I want to. I want to mention two. One that I got uh, in the mail that 
is maybe my most anticipated book of the fall, and I didn't even know that it was coming out until about three weeks ago, and that's Rebecca Traster's Good and Mad. Mm. Um, I was emailing her to try and get her to come do something for uh, the public. Mm-hmm. She was like, ah, I'm going to be on book tour. And I was like, wait, what? She was like, oh, yeah, we'll send over some copies to the office. And so today when the box showed up, I was like, who wants them? Oh, nice. So- um, it's uh, you're like that beginning scene of uh, Jingle All the Way when they just get the the, the robot toy, everyone's <laughs> yeah. running to it, um, and the the subtitle is the revolutionary power of women's anger. Yeah, which... it's uh, she just had an excerpt in New York Magazine about it too. I mean, it's just it's it, she's been incisive about it for the last oh two years, um, and I can't wait to read her at book length about it. But mm. the other one is, uh, fittingly. Seizing as we're talking to a designer, mm-hmm. um, Hingston and Olson, who do the short story advent calendar. Uh-huh. Last year, they did a ghost box that Patton Oswalt curated. It was a bunch of short, spooky stories. Mm-hmm. They decided to do another one. Uh, and within, I saw the tweet, and within 90 seconds, I had the receipt email in my nice. inbox. I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's spooky. It looks beautiful. Yeah. Done. There's a Patricia Patton Highsmith Oswald. story in there, which I'm very excited about. Yeah borrowing from you <laughs> um did you want to say something about Patton oswald i love Patton. <laughs> i love too that like he's a he likes spooky st- but the fact that i was like oh okay and then i read his introduction to the first one and i was like oh one of us <laughs> one of us yeah. um did you want to talk about something you bought or were they given to you milan i got the the new vivian meyer photography book of her color work and it's incredible that is such a great story like the the discovery of her art and i rarely i rarely read uh introductions to art books Mm -hmm. but this one you you have to Mm. you know definitely it's too good of a story to to ignore that's so true and she did a lot of uh early selfie work Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) which famously (laughs) yeah shadow selfies in, in this one yeah, sorry. Who was it? Was it Paris Hilton that said she invented this selfie? I'm pretty sure other people did. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send. A, I'll send her a letter. Yeah, <laughs> dear Paris. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> uh, anyway, what Christopher? Where, it's, how cri- about, it's Christopher again. <laughs> <laughs> what What have you bought or acquired? Okay, what is so, she doing now? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. She doesn't DJ? answer my emails. I <laughs> am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So this this was somebody who is just like in a vacation house. They were um, Instagramming some of the crazy covers that they were that uh-huh. they were um, checking out in the like left behind books. And there was one of these Sterling Dell like young readers, um, and it was called the Active Enzyme Lemon Freshened Junior High School Witch <gasps> by E. W. Hildick. And I don't know that title. I'm ready. I mean, I don't, I don't need anything else. I mean, anything with enzymes. Yeah, enzymes. Wow. Yeah. That's quite a title. I want to say it again. Active enzyme lemon freshen junior high school witch. Just really trips really off the does. tongue. It's really cool. Anyway, but I don't even, I don't know what it's about. And the, um, I bought a used one online, and all it said was like library copy. Like that's the only thing that nice. they wrote for what it's about. Just like, oh, very yeah. nice. Excellent. So those are the things we bought. Milan. Yes. 
you are the senior art director at HarperCollins, as we keep saying. Um, what does that mean for your day-to-day? <laughs> um, it, I know you design covers, but yeah. what does it mean for everything else? It's more of a curatorial position than anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I look for or create art to work well with fonts and titles. Mm. Oh, so Cool. Okay. And um, do you want to take us through like the process of receiving a manuscript and then what yeah, happens? Absolutely. Uh, the way so our lists are split up in in three per year. So you know we'll have a spring, summer, and fall list. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, winter, summer, and fall begins with a launch, general launch, where all the editors present what they have to offer. Then we do concepting where we talk about what what the editor would like what the author has in mind what the comparative titles are and then we get to work reading doing research and designing Hmm. and that takes about a month month and a half to present first covers depending on you know who's designing it who we're hiring if there's an illustrator photographer photo shoot etc is um is the process different for like a classic versus something new because I see you've done, like, you did the Charles Bukowski yeah. reissues, like Ham on Rye and, mm-hmm. and Yeah, Post those Office were fun. And... I did those when I was in my Bukowski stage. So <laughs> oh, you were super... actually in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was uh, exciting to get to actually work on something that I was obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Well, I was a little past the Bukowski stage, but <laughs> regardless, super fun. There's these, there are these authors that you go through. I went through a Bukowski sca- stage. I went through my Patricia Highsmith stage. You're still in your Patricia Highsmith stage. I, yeah, I think it's my it. rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's fair. And uh, wh- who else? Like Mirakami. I feel oh, like you yeah. go through a, st- oh, a definitely. Mirakami stage. That's like late 20s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you're, you end up reading a bunch of stuff, yeah. I imagine, yeah? Yeah. Mostly the novels. When it's a nonfiction, especially a history book, you don't need to read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Either the introduction or whatever's on Wikipedia works. But those are my favorite to work on because I learn so much mm. about the subject. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, like what? <laughs> like um, Kissinger's involvement in um, South Pacific. Mm. Well, that'd be a weird one. Yeah, <laughs> depressing. <laughs> super, super bummer. Yeah, so. yeah. I always think of that Anthony Bourdain quote about Kissinger, <laughs> which you can look up if you want. <laughs> yeah. You'll find it. Um, as you're as you're working on these different books, are you? Do you feel like you have a distinct style? Or are you trying to be kind of invisible? Are you trying to manifest something for the book? And at the end of the day, if if nobody can tie like your specific design to yeah. it, is that a win for you? Or do you feel like you have the Milan Bozic thing? Yeah. I don't think I do, but I everybody says that I do. Okay. I try, <laughs> you know. What do people stamp on you? Um, simple. Mm-hmm. And bleeding type off the edges. <laughs> at an angle. <laughs> I mean the simple like the simple thing I can see that I'm yeah. we're we're all staring right now at the stack of all of the olive editions through 2017. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that that was actually how that was the first time that I think I noticed the designer credit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz I was like damn these are beautiful back in 
whenever the hell the first ones came out, 2007, six? Yeah, or eight, I think. Eight? And you've yeah. been following this series, you've been doing this series. Ten years now, yeah. Wow. We just released the latest ones. And the, yeah, the latest ones are all classics. It's like super nice. Yeah, we're going to do another classic set for next year, most likely. Cool. Oh, cool. So I, that'll be fun. That's great. Um, well, there so many of these books are classics or they're like complete discoveries. You know, yeah. there's something like Alas Babylon by um, Pat Frank. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, once you, it's like one of these um, Banner Madoff syndrome type things where you frequency illusions where now that I know that Alas um exists i see it everywhere but yeah. before the cover uh your cover and the and that edition i didn't know it existed for those of you who have not seen these a what are you doing <laughs> uh but b they are brightly colored and they are they are very simplistic there's a, a single image yeah. on the cover and then a, a bright not necessarily bright but a, a single um almost like a pantone tone. yeah pantone yeah usually they are specific pantones mm-hmm having a hard time coming up with new ones but <laughs> <laughs> but so i mean in that sense i can see where the the minimalist thing comes from but yeah when you look on your website there's you really have run the gamut of stuff it depends you have to remove yourself i'm at the service of these books mm-hmm. you know so i i do have a bag of tricks but i can't necessarily use it all the time do you ever fe- do you feel like you're in collaboration with the author for the cover or is it not really like that Depends. Okay. No. <laughs> Depends. If they like it, I'm in collaboration. If not, no. Um, <laughs> I think so. I come at it wanting them to be happy, mm-hmm. but wanting the the book itself to speak for itself, you know? I guess you couldn't really talk about, like, times you've super clashed with a with an author. Um. I can't even remember now. <laughs> that's, well, that's good. That's that's positive. Because at the end of the day, you have to please the author. Mm-hmm. So there are clashes, more with editorial than anything else. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know if this is true, but I do feel like recently I'm seeing a lot of... Um, changes just because like people need to be able to see books that are Mm -hmm. really tiny or like stuff that you're like i this has to be instagrammable in some way Uh um you know how do you work within that and and do you feel like you're fighting against the stream ever or i i feel lucky because i've always designed with massive typography Mm -hmm. (laughs) so now that it's coming into the mainstream i feel almost vindicated now everything (laughs) looks exactly the same you'll see super colorful blocky sans serifs Mm -hmm. with pretty illustrations everywhere Mm -hmm. so i don't know if it's if it has plateaued but we'll see right like the beautiful ruins the jess walter yeah exactly like that that seems like that was us and you saw that everywhere that and then that was everything yeah it was like a vintage like yeah vintage yeah. photograph postcard photo yeah, basically yeah, yeah. and yeah. then really some striking font yeah i mean the biggest one a few years ago was the malcolm gladwell that was the look you know oh yeah oh, yeah. yeah tiny illustration white cover simple type because it had to work on kindles mm-hmm. and now kindles are on the out or yeah. they just people don't care i think whoever wanted one has had one mm-hmm. for a while and 
it's plateaued. Nobody wants one anymore. It's yeah. not like an iPhone where there's yeah. where you're you're still there's still growth. Right. Yeah. I'm curious to know a little bit more, uh, and if this gets too in the weeds, businessy, tell me. But the difference between you as designer and mm-hmm. you as art director. Yeah. Um, and and what that looks like, like how often are you really in the trenches versus you're sending things out, your minions out to do projects, things like that. It's like. 70 30 split me designing mm-hmm. and then i have to have an illustrator or photographer in mind before i uh you know go out and ask them to do something mm-hmm. like for the labyrinth of the spirits the i love Carlos that illustrator Ruiz yeah zephon new novel yeah mm-hmm. it was it just had to be that illustrator mm-hmm. i didn't want to do a, a photoshop treatment right that the other ones had even though those are very nice. Mm-hmm. But, you know, came out nice. <laughs> it does, Yeah, it fits. It is very much of a piece with those other yeah, ones. But exactly. there is also a little... There's, it like... It yeah. feels the final. Noir. It feels yeah. like, like a, the final of the thing. Like it's gotten darker. It's, you're yeah, it's like a three-pound book. Too. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you talk about some like covers that you admire that you might not have been part of? Or, ones, or memorable ones from your past? I mean, all the Murakamis. Uh-huh. Come yeah. on. Those, yeah. I was so the mad yeah. when, they did, when they did the redesign. The um, most recent ones? Yeah. Which, I mean, I like them. They're so, they're so striking. But I was this close to having yeah. all of the old ones mm. that just looked like with the sort of like weird cutout thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was uh, cool art. Yeah. Really nice. And then QT84 had, that was a Chip Kid cover, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. The hardcover. Yeah, I think he did the paperback too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was semi-adapted for the paperback, mm-hmm. but amazing. Or the paperbacks, rather, box set. Yeah. So cool that I they did that, that right? Set. Yeah. So what are some of, what are some of your favorite things that you've worked on? Not to make you pick favorite yeah, children, yeah. but... I'm trying to uh, remember the new Sylvia Plath redesigns. Proud of Ooh, those cool. look nice. Mm-hmm. It's all type, colorful, big slanted typography. Mm-hmm. Anywhere where I could show off a font, because I'm a super nerd about fonts. Yeah, yeah. What can't help it? <laughs> what does um, <laughs> what does being a nerd about fonts entail? Like, are you always like r- recognizing fonts out in the world? Like a, a beautiful mind style, you just have it. <laughs> yeah, like, of course. Superimposed. Uh, my my uh, daughters make fun of me all the time because we're at the movies and I'm like, it's a Garamond. <laughs> Recut in 19, blah, blah, blah. But it's, um, yeah, it's fun. I, I love um, when at the back of a book you get the little like. Yes, type a note. Of, yeah, the note on the type. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Because it's always something about like designed and like it's, yeah, it's yeah. the 17th century. It's just like, oh. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin used it in his. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something surprising about uh, book designing that people who don't know anything about it would be surprised by? Oh boy, <laughs> choking up. Um, you don't have to read everything, mm. that and be, you can't. Yeah, there's no way. So that's a surprise. We always get asked if. If we read everything, mm-hmm. but it's impossible, you know, I've designed maybe 1200 books so far. Well, and it'd be cool to have read 1200 books. Yeah. <laughs> Even the, uh, 
questionable ones. Um, I read you. I, one of the covers that I recognized is uh, someone who ha- we had on the show. We had um, Francine Prose on the show oh, for yes. Mr. Monkey, which was a great cover. Yeah, I was really so fun. psyched with that cover <laughs> because it's so stupid. <laughs> I got away. I got away with it. I couldn't believe it. So she it, liked it too. It, it felt sort of um, maybe cartoony in a way that um, some of these illustrations from the book you brought us sort of felt. In, in a, a little bit of the like, yeah, expressive cartoon way. Expressive, but almost I wanted it to look like a high school poster, you know, mm-hmm. with the the markery type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nice, nice enough to be a, in a real bookstore. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like that high school theater, but nice enough to be in a bookstore. Yeah, that's um, that's that's a sweet spot. It's a good pull quote. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But so you, you also brought a book to us. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm wondering if you, if you'd tell our listeners a little bit about it. It's uh, a, should we say the title or do you want to say that? It's uh, Yaroslav Hasek's Good Soldier Schweik. It's now my favorite book. Wow. Currently. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I was dying. Come on. It's it's so funny. It's so funny. Ridiculous. I mean... It reminded me so much of some classics. Um, Confederacy of Dunces. Yes, and, um, absolutely. And Don Quixote as yep. well. Direct uh, direct link from Don. Mm-hmm, definitely. But yeah. you... I'm sorry. I stepped on you. So you no, brought this for a reason. Um, Why is it... How has it become your favorite book? Because he makes fun of authoritarian figures and any capital T truths, which is what we need to do right now. Mm-hmm. So it's that's where it comes in. I picked it up knowing nothing about it. But again, yeah. I when I saw it on a bookshelf, I was like, man, that Harper team strikes again with yeah. its bright color. It's like it look. you look at it and you're like, yeah, I want to read this book. I want to pick this book up and see mm-hmm. what this is. Yeah. Um, and it has been really fun... It's it's long. It's four parts of I think what he intended to be a six part series, yeah. more than that, or even eight. I think. Yeah, um, and he Crazy. he passed away in the middle of writing it. But it, it, there's and, such an episodic nature to it that, like, yeah. the basic plot is that there's this very sort of I don't know. You're you're following basically like an idiot, <laughs> a feeble, <laughs> yeah. a, a feeble minded yeah. is is how he is um, classed by. <laughs> Uh, and and you're following his adventures as he bumbles around World War One. Yep. Um, yeah, it kicks off with him getting the news of Franz Ferdinand's assassination mm-hmm. and being like, ah, oh, whatever, I'm going to go back to washing my bunions or whatever yeah. he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> and it just like gets goofier from there. Goofier yeah. and goofier. And, and the, the reason, the reasons why people get in trouble is are just incredible yeah like, well it's sort of kafka-esque yeah, in the absolutely in that like people people come up against like a crazy rule that yeah. they weren't expecting or following a rule to the complete like a, to a complete like that's those are the words that we have yeah. so we have to follow that rule yeah. even though that's very silly but at the same time that does seem like what you would want from a soldier absolutely <laughs> and any citizen uh-huh my favorite in the beginning is um, the fly shit on Franz Ferdinand's 
portrait <laughs> that the officer comes in realizing there's fly shit all over the <laughs> the, the owner of the bar gets in trouble mm-hmm. killed me um do you have do we have other favorites the um i mean there's i have a bunch of funny favorites like yeah. i just watch it like him with the whole experience towards the end of the first book and i'm i'm barely into book two at this point um because it is so fun to just like read a scene and then yeah sort of like watching and show on netflix where you yeah. like you catch an episode or two here episode or two there but all the stuff with the chaplain yes um, oh was man he goes hard at the church yeah um, i love it when somebody has a really yeah. like you just watch them like lick their finger and they're like okay here we go <laughs> yeah time church. to take yeah. it it's the just church. it's a delight for me it's yeah. the first time he gets super serious too mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. So. it's funny though even i was so the book that this is most often related to, as I was sort of looking around at it and even reading the the blurbs here, is Catch-22. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about reading that book in high school and that sense of like, this book is hilarious, but also when I think about it for a second, it gets really dark and terrifying. Yeah. And there's a, the moment that that happened for me, I don't have the page number, um, but I, I just want to read this quote. The whole establishment of the office of the judge advocate was magnificent. Every state on the brink of total political, economic, and moral collapse has an establishment like this. The aura of past power and glory clings to its courts, police, gendarmerie, and venal pack of informers. And I put the book down and looked up and saw uh, my fiance on the computer and there was like a Kavanaugh headline that she was reading. And I was like, (laughs) and it it was just, it's always a little bit jarring, mostly in a, in a pleasant way. But when something that is coming up on a hundred years old, I think the book came out in the late twenties, early twenties, early twenties. When it, it is that, Relevant, mm-hmm. and just like wow, yeah. The more things change, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Give me another funny thing so I can laugh again. Yeah, yeah. I I just kept thinking about um. I don't know. I think maybe because a long time ago I read some casting news that Zach Galifianakis was going to play um the Confederacy of Dunces character. That oh, yes. I just Perfect, kept imagining. Yeah him also as um the good soldier and i just like like imagining him doing all of this yeah really made me because it's funny but also Mm -hmm. like he's he's able to also bring a lot of gravitas to his face yeah um and uh, and sadness uh, if anyone who's watched baskets um but which sometimes feels of a piece but this is a this is such a strange the episodic nature of it makes you really feel like the sort of episodic nature of life too. And that mm-hmm. um, this is a silly thing. And it also has very yeah. little to like, he'll forget it tomorrow as well. Yeah, absolutely. I recommended, recommended it to a friend a few weeks ago saying, read it as uh, the office episodes. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's very much like Michael Scott. Yes. Uh-huh. And Homer Simpson combined. Uh huh. And even, hold on. Who else did I say? Forrest Gump a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's definitely Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. Like he's involved in everything, but semi nonchalantly. Yeah. I like the fact that he's involved in everything, but it's not, it's not like he yeah. like bumped into what's his name. And that's what caused the bomb that he threw at Franz Ferdinand's car to bounce off. Like it's not that level of Forrest Gump yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just that he's like, 
he's more when you look at the photograph and that like zooms in on the top corner and yeah. he's like hello <laughs> exactly yeah um i'm curious to see if it sustains milan it looks like you are farther than i am but i'm i'm curious to see if it can sustain the humor as he gets deeper into the war let's see <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that is a real big joy of this book is it, there's a lot of cartoon breaks that, yes. um, yeah, amazing that are fantastic and very like they're these sort of woodcut sort of feel drawings. It's, um, Joseph Lada, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And they're um, I don't know they they look very classic, but they're very um, evocative and very funny. Um, and I don't know. I don't. I can't imagine the book without them. Like it needs. Yeah. It needs them to sort of like illustrate and show how silly these things yeah. are. And also be, because they're sort of serious looking drawings. Mm-hmm. Until you like, if you just glanced at it, you'd be like, ah, oh, woodcut drawing, and moved on. But if you look at it for one second longer, you realize it's usually a pretty silly scene. Yeah. yeah. And it's a tough style to uphold throughout. I mean, to me at least, it seems not easy to draw this. You know consistently mm-hmm. it's so goofy you don't see this kind of stuff anymore no my favorite line is uh the dog besprinkled his trousers sprinkled <laughs> dying that's a that's a that's some good translation right there yeah, <laughs> yeah. finding a word besprinkled <laughs> um and you know i i like any book that the basic um premise is war is idiocy like it's just the Mm -hmm. stupidest it's so stupid and everything that happens is just like really him being like can we just look at how stupid it is that we all do this yeah so dumb and we only the stupidest people are really qualified for it and they're also not really qualified and the most gung-ho always yeah 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 and like the guy who everybody keeps pointing the finger at and being like oh you're an idiot he's the one who ultimately is like Am I dumb though? Right. Or is this thing yeah. dumb? I love that he leaves it open mm-hmm. for you yeah. to decide. You know. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's never gonna right. come from Zveik. Yeah. You know, he's he's completely single-minded, yeah. focused. Did you guys notice that we printed it with the uh, misspelled first name of the author? No. I didn't. So you have a special copy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Huh. Interesting. We are doing reprints. So. <laughs> really? That's a how? I mean, how 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 did well that these happen? are gonna sell without anybody realizing because it's a crazy looking font. Uh huh. But I think it's super funny that it happened to this book. Yeah, because it, you know, it went through a somewhat of a bureaucracy at our office, mm. which is what he makes fun of consistently <laughs> through this, and nobody noticed it because yeah. we fumbled through it. You know, right? And that's why. It forced me to pick it up and see what this book's all about, even though I've known about it for a while. But the That's fact so that funny. we made this mistake, I was like, all right, let's, let me dip in. <laughs> That's perfect. That's so yeah. funny. Yes. Somewhere, Hashek is like, nice. Got <laughs> <Yeah>. another one. <laughs> <laughs> Great Look, cover, though, right? It yeah. is. It Amazing. really is. I mean, I um, with uh, running the risk of sounding like a, just an immense fanboy the work y'all do at harper collins is absolutely astounding mm-hmm. 
because it's also it's it is regularly good like there are certainly there are those books where you're like whoa that looks beautiful and then the rest of the list is like "Eh, whatever thank you i mean other publishers quite good too (laughs) if you want to fanboy out look at oliver monday's work he designed Mm. this cool ridiculous yeah i mean yeah makes me weep Uh, I'm I'm just looking at your um your list again. You know, it's stuff like that Telegraph Avenue hardcover with that Michael was Chabon's fun. novel. Yeah. Um, getting to getting to do a uh, Go Set a Watchman version. That's right. Um, that was really cool looking. We did about seventy covers for that in a week. Oh my god! The whole, the whole department did. Oh my god! At least four or five covers. Wow! And that was you know huge deal. So. I guess it worked. You know? <laughs> I I also really like the um, the Eugene Merman. I thought that oh, was a I nice looking that. one. The Super Will the Whatevs. Nice guy. Yeah. Really funny, funny. stand up dude. That book is funny, um, but I funny. thought that was a good that was a good stand up book cover. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's he lives a, in the neighborhood. He lives like two streets from here. Or oh, really? used to oh. when we did that. So. That's neat. Nice. Nice guy. Should we do some recommendations? Yeah, let's recommend some books. Let's recommend or something else to do. We read some pretty cool books. We recommend you take a look. Yeah. You start. Okay. Uh, I'm going to recommend this book. Um, it's very weird. Um, Heartbreaker by Claudia Day. Um, it's this novel that's set in a cult that you are not Somewhere way up north. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're never quite sure where you are actually um, in the landscape. But this this cult that this um, that the narrator has grown up in is there's someone who controls all the gasoline, and they seem very isolated. And um, her mother has disappeared. And it's sort of like the things that led up to the disappearance as well as like trying to find her again. Um, And it's written by this woman who's fascinating by her own right. She's like a Mm -hmm. musician and a a model and a clothes designer and now a novelist. And it was just like this, the way these, it really was like um, a jigsaw puzzle of a novel where every you're only you're getting a piece and then like you're gonna go really far forward and you're gonna get a piece and you're gonna really far back and you're gonna get another piece and then by the end you really had this beautiful stand back and you saw the entire thing Mm -hmm. that she'd been doing the whole time and it's a very i mean speaking of covers great 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 cover (laughs) really beautiful there's also um it's here somewhere. I'll show it to you in a minute. Uh, there's also there's a part of it that's narrated from the point of view of a dog, uh, which I do know you love. I love when dogs narrate books. <laughs> <laughs> I want them all. I want them all. Yeah. Uh, and this one has a great weird. Yeah, it's this middle section, and it's all. Like, yeah, and you're like, is this really 90 pages from the point of view of the dog? And then it is, and it works, and you're like, wow. Well, very rarely does when the dog is um, narrating, do you kind of remember it's a dog until there's like <laughs> one moment where it's like, and then I chase something. And you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Perfect. dog. Um, great, great book. Okay, so that's my recommendation. Go read that. Nice. 
Uh, do you want to recommend something, Mila? Uh, Foucault's Discipline and Punish. Oh, okay. Have you, have you guys? I I never ridiculous. have. Ridiculous. Okay. Oh, it's so scary. What? Why? Why now? Why? Because he lays out uh, the panop- panopticon. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it exactly, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I can read it. Um, which is the idea being that. Sorry, the book is about the prison system and how it has evolved since forever. And the way he lay, lays it out is there was a con- a social contract where kings would punish, publicly punish um, criminals and make it very obvious who's in charge and that they're the ones to uphold the law. So once once this panopticon idea came around, it was more... Uh, the prisons were designed to be housed and surveilled 24 Mm seven from one central location. And what I'm getting from the book is we've done that to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're constantly surveilling each other Mm -hmm. through TV books, but especially social media and the internet. And it's scary as hell because it's, uh, it's not going back. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, we, uh, yeah, it's so interesting that we kind of did it to ourselves. Uh, Drew? I want to recommend a little novella from the tour.com imprint. Oh, yeah. Um, speaking, I mean, they they sent us a, a box of a bunch of the novellas that were coming out. And they they have done a really cool thing. They've managed to bring the novella back in a seemingly sustainable way. Yeah. Um, relatively simple, like sci-fi fantasy design style, but they're all the same size. They all have the little tour rocket ship on the bottom. Uh, and the first one that caught my eye and I read it in an afternoon and I just loved it. It's called the black gods drums by P. Dedele Clark. Mm-hmm. And it's set in, a um, sort of an alternate history, late 1800s in new Orleans, um, where, gods or magic are real they're steamships it's a short fast like this young girl um joins up with this rogue steamship crew to try and get this semi sem- possibly mythical weapon that can control the weather mm. uh out of the hands of like rogue former confederacy soldiers nice um yeah, it's like it's like a hundred pages, and it just that's a it, lot. That's a lot to get into hundred pages to to be able to evoke wizards, steamships, and confederacy, <laughs> and to not feel like it was rushed. Yeah, that, it was the most incredible thing to just be like, and and also to not feel like it was meant to be an episode, and that there would be more. You can sense that the world is so much bigger, mm-hmm. but it really was a self-contained thing hit all of its marks, and then it was like, see you at the bar. And you're like, yeah, great. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you see more novellas being published in general? I do. Um, I've seen more and more. Also, just like things that are called novels that aren't, that are novellas. Um, That bugs the hell out of me. When you get something and you're like, this is 103 pages, and they're like, a novel. Yeah. Come on. 2799. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) That's... That's that's accurate. 
one. Yes. Thank you so much for Thank joining us. Yeah. Um, this has really been cool. Before we say goodbye, I want to do our little bit of housekeeping. Yes, as always. Yes. Please go to our patreon.com slash SMDB. And uh, if you pledge certain amounts of money, makes us happy. Um, one, five or $10, I think is where we have our levels right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, just did tote bags um, and you can still buy those tote bags. We have a few left. We only have a very short, small amount of these. So if you're like, oh, I might want one, just like jump on it, live your best life, have yeah. a great tote bag, do it right now. <laughs> and those are nicely designed, by the way. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. That's all, all love to Jefferson Wiggins. Yeah. Um, who did our, who's done all of our design um, for the past few episodes. Two, almost two years almost now. Almost two years now we've yeah. had that logo and it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then please go to iTunes.com or whatever it is and leave us a review. iTunes.com. Yeah, what? iTunes.net <laughs> slash podcast. On, open up slash, Netscape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> open up your Internet Explorer. <laughs> um, and please leave us a review. We really appreciate when you leave five-star reviews and talk about how awesome we are. Um, it helps our egos and it helps us continue on. Um, and and yeah, I think that's before, it. Right? Is that it? Is there a third thing? No. To- go buy a tote. Patreon, leave us a review. Leave us a review. Patreon. Stick around for episode 100. Yeah, we are, we're going to do something. We're very nervous about the 100th episode. <laughs> very nervous. Okay. It's a lot of self-made pressure. No one else cares. <laughs> <laughs> Milan, thanks again for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, go check out the Olive Editions if you want to see your work as well as uh, your website shows a lot of the stuff that you have done. Thank you guys. You don't have to do that. They should. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.